is the e-commerce coffee break the podcast dedicated to shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue each week you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on shopify learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host klaus lauter and get e-commerce insights you can't google welcome to the show And we are live. Welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Today, I have a special guest with me, Elizabeth Pamplone, and um, she is a marketing expert with over 20 years of experience in the field of marketing. So she's an author, international speaker, podcaster, entrepreneur, and has, as I said, more than 20 years of experience. We are talking today about something that might interest a lot of people. It's like, how would it be if you can create one year of content marketing in just five days? So Elizabeth has, has an approach there that helps overwhelm business owners and burned out nonprofit directors to achieve exactly that. And there's more information um, on her website, which is called apps, getabsolutemarketing.com. And now let's get into it. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Now, give me an idea what it means or how is it possible that you can create content for a full year in five days? So a few years ago, I was doing my own websites and my own marketing for a couple of businesses that I was running. And I was just doing them my own way. And, you know, then I realized I actually could do other people's websites and other people's uh, marketing stuff as well, because I was doing really well for myself. And I did it a certain way for a long time, the industry standard, the way you do everything normally 30 days for this three months for that, you know, different project timelines, and everything structured a certain way. And then I realized that I was stressing myself out and my clients because we were spending all this time on let's say a website or creating social media posts. And it was just draining everyone. And I said, Well, you know what, I bet I can do all these things in a day because at that point, my clients would say, okay, 30 day website. And they would get all the stuff together and they would give it to me on the last day because that was when they would think of it. Oh, we're running to the deadline. We have to get this done. So they would shove everything at me at the last day and I would build a website in a day. And then I thought, well, what else can I do in a day? Probably I could build a brand in a day if I had the client with me if the client was here participating, right? And I thought, wouldn't it be much easier to get a client in the room for an eight hour period and say, you give me one day and I'll give you X product. And so if I had them right there, I'm eliminating all of the back and forth with the emails, all of the back and forth with, well, let me ask so-and-so and and let me try to talk to these 10 people and get everyone involved. It was just pure decision-making and implementation. And so once I started doing that with clients, because I had already done it for myself, you know, being the actual owner and the marketer at the same time, I would sit down for a day and create my own things. And once I started doing this with the clients, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much better. So about four or five years ago, I changed all of my concepts deleted everything off my website and just put up that we do in a day services. And now that's all we do. And we do this for branding, websites, social media, blogging, email marketing, membership communities, courses, and podcasts. Okay. That's, that's quite a range. And I think it's, it's amazing because I'm my coaching clients. When I tell them, listen, you have to have a content calendar or at least a couple of weeks ahead of what you're going to post. That's a huge drag on them. There's like, Oh no, there's no way that I can do that. So for them, it's more like, yeah, we have to do a email campaign today. So, and then they pull something out of their hair and then they take it from there. (laughs) So I say, yeah, but you have to mail like three times a week. 
um, to make it as efficient as possible. So huge hurdle for them. I think it's a mindset problem than anything else. And obviously they have to deal with so many moving parts in their business. But I think if you really can um, boil it down to say, listen, you have to invest once for the whole year, just a, a certain time slot, and then sort of, you're sort of done with it. I mean, that would be a huge relief for a lot of business owners. How do you convince them to, to get there? I think it might be, tell me about the process. Yeah, this is something that, you know, is very tricky. And when there's someone who's ready, they are willing to plunk down that good chunk of change. And they're like, all right, I'm ready to do this. Here's the money. Let's go pick the date. We're done. Ready to like, just be done with this. Then there are other people who do need that convincing. And I think the real benefit here is the time element because we can always make more money, right? We can always go get another client. We can always raise our prices. We can always do more jobs. Like we can always do more because we have extra time in our lives. We can just, you know, okay, we'll do that tomorrow. We'll do that tomorrow. Okay. Like you said, I'll do the email today and I'll do that next thing tomorrow. But what this does is we cannot make more time, right? We can't actually make, give ourselves like more time in one day. And so what this does is it says, okay, there's probably five things on your list every day that have to do with your business. One of those being social media. One of those being maybe if you have a podcast, one of those being your emails and then your blogs, website, branding, that should already be done, but you probably have maybe a little task or two to kind of mess with on that end as well. So if you look at your business and there's something every day you're having to create and use your creative brain power for, that's really draining for some people, even creatives. It's like, you know, a lot of brain power goes into just creating one piece of content. But if we can say, all right, let's exhaust your brain (laughs) and give it kind of room to run on one day. And when our brains actually get into a groove and we're actually able to say, I only have to create social media posts today. That's the only thing I have to think about. Your brain can like go into like hyper mode and it will actually really go much faster because you're focusing on one piece at a time. It's kind of like the idea of the assembly line with like um, Henry Ford, where he was like, if the person does one task and they do it over and over and over and over, it's much better for them and for quality if they're doing that one task and they get really, really good at it, then for them to go, let me do this task and switch to that one and switch to this one. And then they're kind of trying to build the whole car themselves, but they're switching tasks so much that their brain is almost getting kind of jumbled and they might make mistakes and things like that. So this is kind of that idea that if we can say today we work on social media, we don't care about email today. We don't care about business jobs today. We don't care about clients today. We just care about social media we can actually create 365 posts written, designed, and scheduled in eight hours. That sounds absolutely amazing to to get them there. So who's who's your perfect counterpart from your clients? Um, We work with women-owned businesses mostly. We do have some male clients that we work with, um, but mostly women-owned businesses come to us because they're also juggling a lot of other things, um, especially with, you know, families and homes and things like that. Um, And then then taking care of the husbands, you know, and all those other things that women tend to kind of shoulder and take on. Um, And so we found that they're the ones that have even less time in their businesses. And so we try to um, work with them and especially with them, but we do have male clients as well, but mostly women between 35 and 65 are like seeing this as like the perfect way to take this off their plate every single day. And, um, you know, as a woman business owner, I have, we all have this people pleasing way about us in, in, in a way that we're like, we have to post on social media every day. That's what people expect. Right. And even though that may or may not be true, it's what we think. And so, like you said, at the beginning, 
this really is to help solve a mindset problem as well. Because once we can say that's done and checked off my list and I can push it to the side and know that it's done for a certain amount of time, you know, a year or whatever, then I can actually use my creativity and brain power and focus on something else. So um, we do work with mostly well-known businesses. And again, it's that person who doesn't have that in-house team yet. They might have one or two people working with them. They might have someone mining the store while they're doing call, you know, calls and, and sales, but they're kind of in that space where they're not big enough to have in-house marketing, but they're not small enough to feel like they have to just do all everything themselves. They know they need a little bit of help um, and they're not an expert at everything. And so finding someone in that sweet spot is really, really great for us. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's that's sort of um, most of my coaching and mentoring clients are exactly in that situation. So they have the first experience and it's growing and now sort of the teething problems come and they need to let yeah. loose, which I think for a lot of them is a is a bit of a problem because they're either control freaks or they're just used to it or they don't trust anyone. Yes. Getting a VA on board is uh, a huge hurdle to get there. So yeah. from the process, and I'm interested on how you deal with that. So obviously it's probably some brainstorming in the beginning, yeah. obviously mm -hmm. mindset brainstorming. And then I, I liked the, um, what you said was with Henry Ford and the assembly line. It's like in, in regards of the um, production of the content, how, yes. how do you deal with that? So and kind of what kind of stages do you have when you talk to your clients? Usually we work one-on-one -on -one with the client. So sometimes they'll bring someone with them if they have someone on their team that is kind of in that role, or they know we'll be able to help them with creativity because it might not be their strong suit, or it could just be the client by themselves, which is also works great. And then one of our staff will sit with them. It'll be their client for the day and they'll sit with them for the whole eight hours. And we'll do the first hour or two of the brainstorming, creating that structure. What, do, what kind of posts are working well for you? What platforms are you on? Let's look at the analytics of those platforms. If they don't have a platform, we're setting those up. Maybe they don't have a Facebook page yet, or they weren't using a business page before. You know, we're creating those things if they don't have them. And then once everything is set and ready to go, we're utilizing their brand to create templates. And then we, once we have that structure of these are the posts we're going to be putting out, these are the types of posts, then we can create those templates based on that. We might create three to four templates per type of post. And then we're actually sitting down and creating content. So while the client is helping us with some content, because a lot of times these clients, they don't think they can write or they don't think they're good at that stuff, but their voice is so important. And so we try to help them bring that out um, in a very simple, easy way. So we'll give them some tasks to do and they'll sit and do those. And we'll sit and do some of the other tasks that are more technical or create, you know, creative on that like design side. And then we'll start to merge them all together. As we both create things, then we'll start putting the pieces together and then we'll schedule everything into a scheduler so that it's all ready to go. It's all set up. They don't have to worry about going in and creating these things later or implementing them later. It's literally done. And so then at the end of the day, I actually just worked with a client on Tuesday. She was in Singapore and I'm in Florida in the US. And so we worked together and I, I was up at 5 a.m. and she was there at 5 p.m. And we got it all done in just a few hours. And we did a little bit of an accelerated thing for her. And by the end of the time, everything was scheduled in. And she had over a thousand posts in her system. How do you keep the momentum during such a long day? I mean, people might just pass out after a few minutes, especially if they're <laughs> yeah. not used or a few hours. So if they're not used to do creative work, I mean, you might have somebody in who's more like, I don't know, more in numbers and figures and stats and what and now you're bombarding them with creative work, which is probably a huge load to their brain power. So uh, mm -hmm. how do you keep the momentum through the day? 
Well, if we're doing an in-person session, which we love to do, so people will actually fly to us to actually be in person with us. Um, we've also had where we've traveled to meet someone else um, and, you know, be in their location. But if we, even if we do it remotely, um, we take breaks, we do coffee breaks. And when we're in person, we actually go get lunch together. So we actually go out of the office and kind of go and have some lunch. And so we're breaking up the day in little fun ways. And we're also kind of sitting together like friends. We're not here to be like, we are here to do your marketing. You know, <laughs> we're not here to be like robots or anything. We're not trying to make them pump out content so fast they can't, their head is spinning. We're really here to nurture them and also show them that they can do this. You know, this is also a training session. Um, if they want to learn how to do this for next year and they want to do this on their own next year, all they got to do is put it in their calendar and they can do it next year on their own because they've learned everything that we've shown them. It's not, none of what we do is rocket science. None of what we do is even something that you would go, oh, I've never heard of that before. Typically it's stuff that people have heard of. They just haven't put it together in this way. So it's very simple, very easy to do. But when someone's struggling or they see that they're kind of hitting a wall with things, we'll try and work out something different. I had one client, we were, she had created all the content. She had written everything for us, but she wasn't really adept at doing some of the creative pieces to help us finish out those things. And I said, you know what? You're done for today. Like you go and you do your thing. We're going to finish putting these together and putting them in because she'd already approved all the content. So there wasn't any surprises there. Um, we were just, you know, finishing the actual implementation and I let her get, you know, play hooky for a couple of hours. And then at the end of the day, I sent her an email and said, Hey, we're done. She, um, you know, signed, did our little sign off. It's like a, I'm happy with my service thing. And, and that was it. So it was really good that, you know, we can be flexible in that way. And we have staff here that can kind of jump in and take the client's place in some cases, but we, we just love being able to use the client's brain because their brain has all the info in it. <laughs> And we do need to use it. So we might exhaust them a little bit, but it's definitely worth it. <laughs> one question that comes to my mind is, and I have seen that in the past when I say, okay, my, one question that I ask my clients is like, who's the face or the, um, of the company? And then you have two options. So either they say, oh, it's me, I'm the owner. So I'm willing to put my face out there and to stand behind, or I'm the brand sort of. And then you have people who come more for that, like the big corporate approach it was like, yeah, I don't want to be right. there. I, I just want to hide behind my logo and not show myself at all. How, how do you deal with that? Is, is there, yeah, just let me know what. what yeah. Any brand um, can be either one of those things. I think there's both brands that do both. And I do think that having some personal connection helps, but it also depends on the industry that they're in. If they're in an industry that's connecting with individuals and it's um, a consumer-based type of product or service, then you definitely want to have that face in there. They doesn't have to be the only face, but it needs to be some faces showing we work with a float company that does the saltwater float tanks and it's like the relaxation spas. And so they do that. They have their logo and they are a float studio, but they do share on their social media pictures of their owner, pictures of the staff, pictures of clients. And so we do utilize that for them um, because that's makes sense for their industry. Then we have another client who does corporate communications for emergencies um, and they do um, corporate communications also for when something goes really wrong and that that place, that company needs help to deliver a message strategically <laughs> so they don't hurt anything else. And so she definitely needs to have more of a corporate stance. She has her photo on her about page. 
of her website, but we don't use her photo in her social media. But we do bring the brand and the logo and the colors and that feeling of stability and calm and steadfastness that she brings to the table as a person. We bring that through in the brand. And that's one of the reasons that we have our five-day sessions in a certain order. So social media is right there in the center. It's kind of one of like the tent pole of all of the the pieces, but then there are four stakes around it, right? (laughs) That hold everything up as well. And so we say that branding is actually first. So if your brand is good, then you're going to actually be able to do your website, your social, your blogging, your emails. It's all going to fall into place much, much easier and be much easier to manage if you have your brand in place first, which is that essence, that soul of your company. And then we do the website, then we do the social, and then we finish with blogging and email marketing. Okay. Do you also help with the selection of which social channel is the best for a client? Or do they come in and say, listen, we are only on Facebook or we are only on TikTok? Or do you really help with, with that? Yeah, we do. I actually have a ton of statistics that I share with my clients, um, whether I'm teaching a class or they're working, we're working one-on-one with someone that actually show the demographics of every single platform. And for example, one of my favorite platforms to talk about is actually between Facebook and Instagram, because Facebook's posts only live on Facebook for about 90 minutes. And their audience is older millennials, um, mostly Gen X and older. And then you have um, Instagram, which is actually mostly females under 35. And their posts only live on their platform for about 19 hours. So there's some interesting facts about different platforms that you may not have ever heard that we've done a ton of research. We research every single year um, what the new demographics are, how the platforms have changed, what the algorithms have done to post times, the basically called the half-life of a post, how long they live on the platform um, before they get buried on your feed somewhere. And so we're looking at those things every year. So every time a new year rolls around about March or so, then we get a new set of statistics and we just update those every year and try to share those with the client. And we recommend they pick the top two or three that their demographic is listed on. And typically there's only about two or three that make the most sense. Well, that's that's very valuable information that you provide there. I think with social media and everything else in digital market, you're always marketing, you're always chasing a, a moving target. And yes. I think a lot of people are not aware of that. And the speed which things are changing is is like mind boggling. So, and I think like the normal business owner who is not in the day to day marketing world involved, um, they don't just they don't know. And um, so, and getting help from that side, I think, is really really valuable. So, in a timeline, I mean, obviously, if somebody wants to work with you, how long do they need to uh, before do they need to approach you, and what's what's kind of the timeline to work with you? Yeah, so we usually book between two and three weeks out, um, sometimes longer, depending on if we've got a lot of clients like all at the same time. Um, But two to three weeks is typical for the lead time. And then if they can work anywhere from one to five or six or seven days with us, we've had clients that have done our five day package, which is, you know, the brand through email marketing pillars. And then we have clients that just come for brand and website, or they just come for, you know, brand and social media. Even Um, we have clients that actually have multi-level marketing companies that they work for. And so they don't need a website per se, but they really need their own strong brand. 
that's their own personal brand and they need social media. So we kind of do those two pieces in hand as well. So just depends. Um, we do have consultations with our clients or potential clients to see what we think they need. And I don't like telling people they need more than they actually do. And so sometimes I'll say, you could probably get away with just this or just that. <laughs> but sometimes I have to say to clients, you definitely need three days or you definitely need four days, depending on what their goal is. You know, if, if they have a goal, that's my only reason for telling them anything that they would need is to get them to that goal. They may not like it all the time, what they need to do, <laughs> but it's definitely what my aim is to try and make sure that if they say they want X, I say, well, you need A, B, C, and D to get to X. <laughs> so as we are coming slowly to the end of our coffee break, do you have one golden nugget that you want to share with the audience where people need to? Yes, absolutely. Um, if any of your audience um, has ever thought about doing a podcast on their own, I would highly recommend that. I actually did podcasting several years ago, 2014, 2015 timeframe. And I did the whole interview and it was really long and I had tons of editing I had to do. And for me, that was not my style. <laughs> and I actually gave it up because I thought this is just too much. I can't, can't keep all this straight in my brain. And so at the beginning of 2020 in January, I actually started my podcast back up and I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to be consistent. That's the first thing. And if I'm really going to do it, I need to make it something that can fit into my lifestyle. So what does that mean for me? And for me, that meant to do a two minute podcast. So I want to encourage your audience and your listeners to actually think, well, what does a podcast have to be? Well, really, it could be anything you want it to be. So don't get stuck on, you know, yours is 20 to 30 minutes. There are ones that are an hour long. I was on one last year that was three hours long. <laughs> very, very crazy. But then mine is two minutes, right? So I would encourage someone to look into podcasting as a host if they're considering that for their business and to really think about what, what does it mean for them? Not necessarily what do they have to do, quote unquote. Um, and then as a guest, I think everyone should be a podcast guest because everyone has something interesting to share and say, even if they don't have their own company, they have something they enjoy, something they're passionate about that they could definitely speak on for 15 or 20 minutes. And I would definitely encourage those people, those individuals who are not maybe thinking about hosting to get out there and start getting yourself on podcasts. There's a great system called podcastguests.com and you can go out there for free, get their email. And when a podcast comes up that you think, I know a little bit about that. You just apply and it's free to do so. So I would really encourage that. Awesome tip. I 100% agree. Um, I'm totally on, on the same page. Where can people find out more about you? Well, we have a couple of websites. Um, you can go to getabsolutemarketing.com and I have a free pro toolkit that I have created. It has all of our tools in it, including some of the one I mentioned today. Um, so definitely check that out. You can download the toolkit on getabsolutemarketing.com and we have the podscout.com and there's also a podcasting toolkit there as well for free. Excellent. I will put the links in the show notes so everyone can find you quite easily. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. That was really a really good overview of what you do. Um, something that I definitely will recommend to my clients because, as I said, they're struggling exactly on that front. So thanks so much and uh, have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Hey Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store, strategy, offer, marketing, sales and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program where I show you how to remove the guesswork out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's a application-only program. To apply, go to my website klauslauter.com to learn more. And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.